are back. The election week edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And welcome back to this show that is all about the South. And yes, we've got a huge midterm election going on tomorrow. If you didn't do your early voting, well, you have one more chance to vote. And that would be on Election Day Tuesday. So make sure wherever you are in the South, we've got some monster races going on. Let's make sure you, you get out there and do your patriotic duty now. Let's, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, Socialist. You know, we probably have some Bernie Sanders fans out there. Yes, make sure you vote. That's why we live in the country, the greatest country in the world, right here in the United States of America. On today's show, we've got a lot of political talk to squeeze in. We've got to have a lot more tomorrow and even more on Wednesday. Wednesday show, we'll actually know the results of most of the races by the time we hit the airwaves. So we can give you the latest from around the region. And will the Republicans be able to hold on to the Senate? Will they hold on to the House? What about the governor's races in several key states like Georgia and Florida? Got a governor's race in Alabama going on right now. Of course, Tennessee's got one. Look, most, most southern states have big, big contests of some type going on on Election Day 2018. And we will have the full report on Wednesday. And if we don't know what we, what, what we need to know on Wednesday, we will tell you on Thursday. We've got reporters all over Dixie ready, ready to tell you what's going on here on the Y'all Show. Now, that's political talk. What about the rest of the Y'all Show? Well, today on the show, in Hour 2, we're going to start off with some great sports news as Bryson DeChambeau, the former SMU golfer, the guy that wears the goofy hat, and as a tribute to Payne Stewart, he won again. He won for the fourth time in calendar year 2018 in Las Vegas over the weekend. This was the first tournament of the brand new season of the PGA Tour, and Bryson DeChambeau roars back, gets an eagle on one of the last holes, and gets the W and picks up a cool $1.3 million for his golfing efforts. So good job, Bryson. We'll also tell you about NASCAR, and we'll let you know the latest with the NFL as they had a whole slate of games on Sunday. Some big wins by the New Orleans Saints. The Panthers won big. Falcons won big. The entire NFC West, uh, NFC South won, except for the Buccaneers who lost to the Panthers. And we'll let you know about all the other action. America's team plays tonight. The Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans are in Texas for a game in Arlington's at AT&T Stadium. So we'll have NFL talk. And, of course, we've got plenty of college football recapping to do. And the AP poll is out. Clemson right on the heels of Alabama. But, man, Alabama is sharp and getting sharper, it appears. And so we'll talk about college football and big time in Hour 2. Plus, Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, will be by. And he'll talk a little politics with us. So, if you've been wondering, why, why didn't Jerry Short talk politics? Well, today's your lucky day here on the Y'all Show. And we'll get his report on what's going on in Takapola. <laughs> All that coming up. And actually, one thing we want to tell you later this hour, we've got a little business blast with some business goings on in the South that we'll tell you about before we wind up hour one of today's Y'all Show. If you want to reach us, our number is 803-816-1170. And on Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. And our website is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. Go there. You can get linked to past episodes. You can get linked to this episode today. Also, you can find a way to email us, to call us. Let's see. We have an Instagram page that you can be linked to at y'all.com. So many ways for you to be able to access the Y'all Show 
at y'all.com. Just glad to have you aboard here on the program. We'll start off with what's going on around Dixie in the start of this hour. And if you're in several southern states, be on the lookout today as there is going to be a severe weather outbreak, including the threat of tornadoes throughout the afternoon and into the evening. And to kind of give you a little heads up of where we're talking about, afternoon hour, severe storms developing mid to late afternoon over Arkansas, some in SEMO in southeast Missouri, and you also have western Kentucky, west Tennessee, and parts of northwest Louisiana to be on the lookout for. This evening, thunderstorms will roll into western and central Kentucky, west and middle Tennessee, as well as north Mississippi, eastern Arkansas, northeast Louisiana. A few severe storms with damaging winds are possible as far north as southern Indiana. So really all the way Kentucky south be on the lookout. And then in the overnight hours, severe storms in the form of a squall line will sweep eastward through central and eastern Kentucky, middle and east Tennessee, and north and central Mississippi, north Alabama, northwest Georgia. Look for damaging thunderstorm and, and bad winds as possible as far north as Ohio. And if you look at it, it really stretches from Atlanta all the way to Shreveport, this entire portion of the south with bad weather coming in today and tonight and into Tuesday. So please keep an eye on your local weather forecast and listen out for those tornado sirens. If they go off, please take caution and, and go and, and get shelter. President Trump has hijacked the election. That is according to a couple of House Republicans who are in a so-called panic mode. Right now, President going around the South, he was in Georgia and Tennessee on Sunday. He was in Macon as well as Chattanooga, gave big speeches in both towns. And Paul Ryan got the president on the phone Sunday for one final plea on behalf of anxious Republicans in these tight congressional races across the country. He told the president to stop talk to start to actually to start talking about the booming economy in the final hours before election day. And Trump had another issue on his mind. He boasted to Ryan that his focus on immigration has fired up the base, according to a source familiar with the telephone call between Trump and Paul Ryan. Of course, Paul Ryan leaving office here in a couple of weeks as he'll no longer be Speaker of the House, no longer serve in Congress at the start of the new congressional term in 2019. But yeah, President Trump firing up the base with the immigration talk, and you have to you have to love his honesty. As he said on Friday, that I could talk about the economy, but nobody wants to hear about that. That's boring. And he's probably right. I mean, I'd rather hear about getting people fired up over other things like immigration or talking about Iran. He's been saying that a few times in the last couple of days. Not that that's deep down better for the country, but it's better than talking about economic numbers all day long. But yeah, he had a big crowd. In Chattanooga, I watched some of that rally Sunday night. He had Marsha Blackburn come on stage with him. She's running for the Senate seat in the state of Tennessee. Also, the senator for Georgia, uh, Senator Perdue, was in Chattanooga at that rally. So I thought that was a little strange that the senator, the senator from nearby Georgia crossed into, into Tennessee for the rally at the arena for UTC in downtown Chattanooga. But a big crowd, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else newsworthy that happened. Well, Lee Greenwood was there. That was kind of cool. Lee Greenwood came out and sang before President Trump, and they got to uh, hang out a little bit. Another rally from Saturday, as President Trump was in Pensacola, the other celebrity sighting was he had Evander Holyfield was present in the crowd in Pensacola for his rally there, 
And you also had Bobby Bowden, former Florida State coaching legend. He was on stage with Trump, said some good words. So President Trump bringing out some some known names out there. And in fact, the known names continue tonight in Cape Girardeau as the president will conclude what's been like 11 city swing campaigning, most of which these dates have been in the South. I think almost all of them have been in the South except for the one time he went to Montana the other day. But tonight in Rush Limbaugh's hometown of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity will join the president at a rally on the eve of this week's midterm election. And what a big deal to have Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity in in the Cape. And these two are longtime friends of Trump and are strong advocates for the president's America First agenda. According to the chief operating officer of the Trump campaign, Michael Glasner, he said, quote, we're glad to welcome Cape Girardeau native Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity as a special guest to this final stop on the tour where President Trump will make his case to the American people to support GOP candidates on Election Day in order to continue our great American comeback under his leadership. I'm not sure if there's going to be some kind of television-type special, maybe perhaps on Fox with Sean Hannity being there in person, but we don't see Rush Limbaugh on television very much. As big as a media personality that he's been for 30 years, you rarely see him do interviews on television at least. I know he does some kind of streaming of his radio show each and every day, but for this guy who grew up there in in Missouri and has gone on and had great success in talk radio, he's kind of an enigma for in many ways. Many ways he's been except for the time that he remember he was on Monday night football for a while as one of the color analyst or something like that he's obsessed with the nfl so you got that going on also in missouri claire mccaskill the current senator she's in a neck and neck race with republican challenger and missouri attorney general josh hawley and she's working hard she's crossing missouri in a bus i saw a great report on her the other day and she feels like she can win and i know she's come out in support of President Trump at the border. In fact, Phil Bredesen, the Tennessee Democratic candidate, has come out with ads in support of putting troops on the border to stop the caravan. Now, it could be all political noise and not really mean anything, but I I can tell you that McCaskill and Bredesen, the candidate in Tennessee, have both come out in support of tough immigration procedures to stop the caravan and illegal immigration. So McCaskill's trying to hold on to her seat in the show-me state. Bredesen trying to pick up a W in Tennessee and switch a Republican seat, currently held by Bob Corker, to a Democratic seat. Now, President, not President Trump, President Obama was in the South over the weekend. The 44th president was in Florida first, and he was at a campaign rally for Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum. And he was also campaigning for U.S. Senator Bill Nelson, both men, in tough fights as Nelson hopes to hold on to his Senate seat and Gillum hopes to pick up the governor's chair in the city of Tallahassee, which is where he is currently the mayor, but he's wanting to switch from city mayor to state governor in the capital of the Sunshine State. So Obama had a big crowd there. Got interrupted a bunch of times. I watched that on Friday, and man, there were a lot of people... They could have been Obama supporters, but he, he was very distracted by the chanters, the people in the crowd, the people maybe perhaps jeering him. 
at this event in Miami on Friday. Then he went to Georgia in support of Stacey Abrams, the Democratic candidate for governor in the Peach State. And <laughs> I got to pick on Obama, okay? Okay, Mr. 44, President of the United States, from Hawaii originally, but also had spent time in Illinois. For whatever reason, and I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this not because I, I'm picking on the guy. It was just so obvious. If you watched his rally in Georgia, I think it was around Marietta on Saturday, perhaps, perhaps Friday evening when he gave this. He switched into a whole different Obama when he was in Georgia. He switched into Southern Obama. He was up there talking, you know, with a draw and just talking like he was just one of us. And he's not one of us. He's he's from Hawaii, for goodness sake. And if he's not from Hawaii, he's from Illinois. But he was pandering is the term, I guess, so much to the crowd there. And I don't mean to stereotype, but I can't think of anything more Southern than these items. I was just, he actually said, actually, now that I think about it, he actually said how he had fried chicken and greens prior to speaking. So President Obama, I guess when you got those collard greens, and I'm I'm a spokesperson for collard greens since that's what my family does for a living. They grow collard greens in South Carolina. I guess you might have got some raw collard greens in you and something magically happened and you became Mr. Dixie there at your rally. Go back and listen to it if you if you have a chance. His rally in Georgia that he had, he, he was like the Southern Obama, which doesn't happen very much. As a president, he hardly ever came to the South. Now, Trump's going to top everybody. Trump Trump loves to go all the time. I think he'd prefer to be on his plane and going all over the country than hang out at the White House anyway. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> but Obama... He would never come to the South. I know I lived in Mississippi during his tenure. I don't know of one time that he came to the entire state of Mississippi during his time in the Oval Office. He may have come to Nashville once. He may have come to Memphis once. But I'm really searching hard to try to think of that. Because you kind of know when a president comes to your area. It shuts down commerce. It's a pain in the butt. And I know he only came to South Carolina for the tragedy in 2015 in Charleston. I think that was about the only time he came there. He was, he totally, totally, essentially forgot about every state that went red when he was president. That's my opinion, but honestly, go back and look. I think you'll see that I'm absolutely right on all that. Anyway, President Obama in the South campaigning, trying to get Democrats elected. Now, the Democratic Party of Georgia has responded to allegations that they try to hack in to the voter rolls of the state of Georgia. The Georgia Secretary of State's office, which is led by Brian Kemp, the Republican candidate for governor in Georgia, has announced an investigation into the Democratic Party of Georgia following an alleged failed hacking attempt. Just when you thought this race in Georgia couldn't get any wackier comes this. So we'll keep our eye on that, but yeah. The Democrats say this is an 11th hour ploy, and that's what Brian Kemp's trying to do to put a curveball into their efforts to try to show that actually the office of Brian Kemp, the state Secretary of State's office, has been suppressing votes. So I'll be glad when this election's over, and I'm sure if you live in Georgia, you'll feel exactly the same way. Now, former governor of Georgia, 
And current U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, said something over the weekend that probably was not the best use of words. He was campaigning on behalf of Republicans in the state of Florida, and he was in Lakeland, and he was giving a speech, and he used the phrase cotton picking to describe the Florida governor's race during a campaign event Saturday. And he said, quote, public policy matters, leadership matters, and that is why this election is so cotton-picking important to the state of Florida. I hope you all don't mess it up. Of course, this becomes his news story because Mayor Andrew Gillum of Tallahassee, the Democratic nominee, is a black man. And you can't say cotton-picking, I guess, when you're talking about someone of color. And I don't even know why Sonny Perdue was in Florida. He's the Secretary of Agriculture. What's he doing in Florida? In fact, that was the response Gillum said on CNN on Sunday when asked about the comment, comment, give Gillum credit. He said, Gillum said about Purdue, he should go back to Georgia. We'll take care of Florida. (laughs) Well, thank you. Now to the Supreme Court, uh, they may hear an argument about whether Maryland's peace cross violates the Constitution, as they've agreed to hear this case about whether this nearly 100-year-old cross-shaped war memorial in Maryland, known as the Peace Cross, violates the Constitution's required separation of church and state. This is about a 40-foot-tall monument in Maryland, in Prince George's County. It's been debated for a long time whether it is a violation. It was completed back in 1925, and it honors 49 men from the surrounding county who died in World War I. And it, sure enough, it looks like a cross, but it's actually a war memorial. And U.S. Supreme Court agreeing to hear this case and we'll decide whether this memorial in Maryland is a violation of church and state. Sad news from the state of Texas. A newlywed couple died in a helicopter crash late Saturday, shortly after their wedding ceremony. Will Byler of Belleville, Texas, and Bailey Ackerman of Orangefield, Texas, were killed as they flew off in the family helicopter as they left their fairy tale wedding, a family friend wrote on a Facebook post over the weekend. The pilot of the helicopter also died. The wedding took place at a family ranch. The groom's grandfather told the local TV station there. The crash unfolded about an hour and a half later, the station reported. But sad news from Texas is this newlywed couple killed less than two hours after their vows were said before all. Mississippi has approved three new historical markers, And one has an Elvis connection, so we'll tell you about why we're talking about that here on the Y'all Show. The State Department of Archives and History say the markers are for Raymond Presbyterian Church in Hines County, Mississippi, Evergreen Cemetery in Jackson County, which is on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and in the city of Verona in Lee County. The Raymond, Mississippi Church was founded in 1842. The Evergreen Cemetery in Jackson County was established about 1854 as Ocean Springs' first public burial ground. Among those buried there are artist Walter Anderson and civil rights activist Jesse Trotter, Jr. Now to Verona, which is in Lee County, where Tupelo is. Verona, Verona, Mississippi, was chartered in 1860 and saw troop activity during the Civil War because of the Mobile and Ohio Railroad. The town was raided by Union troops on Christmas Day, 1864. Those darn Yankees, those son-of-a-guns having a raid on Christmas Day. You've got to be kidding me. As if we didn't like Yankees already, here's another reason to hate those blue-belly son-of-a-guns. <laughs> All right, 
Now, the real, another real reason this marker is going up in Verona, Mississippi, Elvis Presley's parents, Vernon and Gladys, were married in Verona, Mississippi in 1933. So there you have it. They've got a new couple of markers in the Magnolia State, one of which has that king of rock and roll connection. Well, we've got more headlines coming your way. When we come back, we'll tell you about how the former owner of the Carolina Panthers football team has given a big donation in Charleston. We'll have information on that. And we'll also tell you about the awful incident that happened Friday night in Tallahassee where a man goes into a yoga studio and kills a couple of people. We've got details on that. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Back into the Y'all Show with John Rawl. In just a few minutes out on the other side of this next break, we'll have some Southern business news to pass along to you. Good news as the economy is booming. 
and the South is booming, and we've got some good stuff to tell you business-wise in our Y'all Street Business Report. And then when we get to Hour 2, we'll take a look at all the sports goings-on from the weekend, and we'll have Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way, stopping by with another great, fun report from that great Southerner, Jerry Short. As we continue on looking at what's going on across the southeast and to Charlotte, North Carolina, and Charleston, South Carolina, we go. And the former owner of the Carolina Panthers NFL franchise is giving Charleston's International African American Museum $5 million, which will be the largest gift to this museum that's being built right on the harbor in Charleston. As Jerry Richardson and his wife Rosalind are making the largest donation from individuals so far for the museum. And this museum is scheduled to open in 2020. It's right by the aquarium that's on the Charleston Harbor. And the museum said in a news release they were very thankful for the gift. Former Charleston Mayor Joe Riley made the announcement at the museum site at the former Gadsden Wharf, where tens of thousands of enslaved Africans first entered America. The Richardsons did not attend Thursday's ceremony. Over the summer, Jerry Richardson officially sold the franchise to a man from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who's worth about $12 billion, I think. Uh, David Tepper is his name, and Tepper doing good things with that franchise, which won another ball game on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he, he bought it from Richardson for about $2.3 billion, if I'm not mistaken. So... Richardson's got some extra money to, to throw out there. For $5 million, he should have given a lot more, perhaps. But maybe he's got a lot of other charity things he wants to give his money to in North and South Carolina. States that have been very good to him. Remember, he, before going into the NFL, had been a player in the NFL for the Baltimore Colts. Actually caught a touchdown in that famous game in the 1950s when they won over the New York Giants at Yankee Stadium, I think is where that game was played. And then... He went in and took his money from pro football and helped start Hardee's across the southeast and really was the largest franchisee of Hardee's and then Denny's. Uh, was it Denny's or perhaps it was Quincy's Steakhouse. Remember Quincy's? Yeah, I guess there might still be some Quincy's around. But that's how Richardson got his big money and then he took that into the NFL ranks as the owner of the franchise, but, but sold it over the year, over the past year. Kind of was forced to. Frankly, one of the reasons he's probably given money to a black history museum is because one of the things that led to his sale of the team, he was accused of saying a derogatory term about blacks in addition to sexual innuendos and perhaps harassment of some of his female employees. Some mystery surrounding all that, but he sold He's gone, and he's given his money to charity. So that is what's going on in the Carolinas with Jerry Richardson. The mayor of New Orleans is planning to remove 20 traffic cameras. Now, that's a place I may want to go to now. I've been kind of mad at New Orleans, but thanks to Mayor LaToya Cantrell, they're going to get rid of these 20 traffic enforcement cameras across the city. As part of the 2019 budget to the city council, she announced that they're going to cut back. She said the cameras are to be taken down outside of school zones. There's still about 80 cameras in place in school zones and another 11 still remaining outside of school zones in the Big Easy. The traffic cameras are unpopular with many in New Orleans and were a major issue during the mayoral election of 2017. Cantrell says police will be directed to conduct more traffic enforcement. 
So don't speed up if you're in the Big Easy. Just because the cameras are coming down. She said taking down these 11 cameras will mean a loss of revenue between $4 million and $6 million. Hmm. I would think they'd be gaining revenue. I guess they have the traffic cameras and they'll give you a citation if you're speeding with them. I haven't really been around an area with traffic cameras that have that kind of power myself, and I've never received anything in the mail, I think. Florida's been doing this a long time, where they'll get you going down the highway with your tag, and you'll get a nice little something in the mail a couple of days later about speeding. But in New Orleans, getting rid of traffic cameras, perhaps that'll help lead to more tourism. In Tallahassee, Florida, on Friday evening, if you saw the news Friday night, it was a sad scene as... A man went into a yoga studio and he wounded five people and killed two Florida women. And he was a military veteran and a former teacher who railed at women and blacks in a series of poorly lit videos going in and shooting these people. 40-year-old Scott Paul Byerly began to emerge as the shooter after he went in and did this on Friday evening. Now, he had originally moved from up north to central Florida's town of Deltona, after getting his graduate degree from Florida State. But he went in here and just shot these people very innocently. The victims have been identified as Dr. Nancy Van Vessem, age 61, and Mara Binkley, age 21. She was from Atlanta, who was due to graduate from FSU in May. Over the weekend in Memphis, the remains of a U.S. Army Air Corps pilot from World War II, who was killed in Europe when he was only 22, his remains came back. And the governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam, ordered a declaration in honor of 2nd Lieutenant Martin O'Callaghan, who had been buried in cemeteries in the former Yugoslavia and Italy for 70 years before his remains were discovered. And they did some DNA search, and they were able to determine who he was. And now this pilot, who was from the Memphis area, serving with the 96th Fighter Squadron, 82nd Fighter Group, when his plane was struck by anti-aircraft fire in 1945, and crashed in what's present-day Slovenia. Well, his uh, remains were identified, and they have now been sent back to the Mid-South, and I think they're having a burial today, perhaps tomorrow, and his family members, I think he had a nephew and a niece still alive that were out at the airport in Memphis over the weekend to receive the remains, but a Army soldier from World War II returning back to Tennessee they had a lot of Vietnam veterans present. I saw some of the video from the arrival ceremony for this American hero. And just a wonderful thing that this man who died in 1945 gave his life in World War II. His remains finally coming home because of DNA and good people there in Slovenia making sure that this GI comes back home. Also on the subject of DNA, some people in Arlington, Virginia are upset that no one was questioned about some remains that were recently found at the Manassas National Battlefield, and these remains from Civil War soldiers ended up being buried without any DNA testing or anything like that. And people like Paul Davis, who lives in the area, are very upset because they knew that if, if, if the government just did a little bit of work on this, perhaps they could find who these people were. Army officials rejected a request from several families to conduct DNA testing that might have enabled their identification before reburying the remains as an unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. 
And a statement from the Army says, The Army made the decision that the cost associated with obtaining, storing, and testing of the DNA from these two unknown U.S. soldiers was just not, due, was just not justified due to the significant passage of time as the possibility of identifying comparator DNA is extremely unlikely. And the people who were mad about this, they find that the Army's stance is insulting. I find it a little weird that the Army automatically knows that these bones, these the remains, are from northern soldiers, from Federals. How do they not know these were Confederate soldiers who the bones were found in Manassas? By the way, Manassas had two battles during the Civil War on the same site. You had the first bull run, second bull run. The Confederates called it Manassas. You had first Manassas, second Manassas. Both were Confederate victories. You would have thought the Yankees would have said, okay, all right, you win. We'll let you, we'll let you stay the South. But they kept on a fighting. And we now know that we have remains even from, from the Civil War still popping up all across the region that we love, the South. And that was a bloody battle there in both 1861 and in 1862 at the Second Manassas Battle. Now, back to our favorite part of our headlines from across the South, and that would be our D-U-M-M candidate. And today's D-U-M-M dummy comes from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I don't know if I can get through this headline or not. Drunk man at Breeders' Cup tried to ride horse onto Churchill Downs track, according to cops. Yeah, this Kentucky man, Michael Wells Rohde, 24 years old, was manifestly under the influence of alcoholic beverages, and he was arrested at the horse racing's famous Breeders' Cup after he allegedly tried to ride a horse onto the track at Churchill Downs. Police claimed the Georgetown, Kentucky man was drunk when he quote, snuck into a restricted area he was not authorized to be in and mounted a horse at the track in Louisville. The man rode the horse out into the track area, and when officials asked him to dismount and leave the area, Wells, Rody became loud and disorderly by causing an alarm to Churchill staff members. He was taken into custody and charged with public intoxication and disorderly conduct. What a goofball. Now, I see the headshot. He's got on a nice dress shirt. Now, he looks totally hammered, too. (laughs) But uh, uh, this is from the Louisville Department of Corrections headshot department. But, yeah, stealing a horse, trying to get on to Churchill. If you didn't have the little jockey uniform on, I think you really stand out at a place like Churchill Downs. I, I need to dress up as a horse jockey for Halloween or something like that. Those guys, give them credit. You got to be in shape. You got to be light. That's why I could never be a, a jockey. Those guys must weigh like 20 pounds. I guess every ounce matters when you're on a horse trying to win a big race like at Churchill Downs. But yeah, there's one Kentuckian who let the alcohol get to him a little more than he should have. And instead of riding a horse, he's riding in a cop car to the Louisville jail. <laughs> That is a look at what's going on across the South. We're not done talking with you, though. When we come back, we'll have our Y'all Street Business Report. We've got some good stuff coming in from across the South from a business perspective. We'll tell you about that in our Y'all Street Business Report. That's up next. Stay with
At Ulta Beauty, the holidays are all about letting your inner glam shine through at every occasion. So whether you're getting ready to show them who's boss at the office party with pink and berry shades from Urban Decay's new Naked Cherry Palette, or you're getting ready for a mistletoe moment with colorful, kissable lip kits from brands like Tarte, ColourPop, and Anastasia, Ulta Beauty is here to help you shine brighter all season long, from Friendsgiving to New Year's Eve. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. The natural habitat of a creepy doll is a horror movie. It can't help being creepy. It's that small, fixed smile and those never-closing eyes, always watching you, plotting, which you're imagining. It's mindless. But when the creepy doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them easy access to emergency roadside service through an award-winning app, it knows you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. The only question is, how did the creepy doll move from the bedroom to the hallway? I would get out of the house. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com adopt us kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Get ready, set, go Gonna take it to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank 
Yeah, we could all use a little bit more money in the bank. Thank you, John Anderson here. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl, and it's our Y'all Street Business Report. What's going on across Dixie? Who's making the money? What can you do to make more money? And what are our businesses that are out there that are doing well? What, what can we tell you about them here on the Y'all Show? Well, let's start with Amazon. Remember Amazon's supposed to start their second headquarters at some point and you've had places all over the country trying to kiss up to them offer them all kind of incentives well amazon led by texan jeff bezos is reportedly in the advanced stages of naming crystal city virginia as its second headquarters this coming from the washington post and i don't know what this means by the advanced stages but that's what it's called there this would be in northern virginia and Crystal City, Dallas, and New York City are all said to be in the mix as the retail giant closes in on a self-imposed deadline to make the closely watched decision. So does Jeff Bezos want to go hang out in the suburbs of Washington, D.C.? Does he want to go to New York City all the time, or does he want to be in Dallas? I think I'd rather go to Dallas, especially since he grew up in Texas. But they're in the advanced stages and trying to figure out where they want to set up their second outpost. That's going to be a big story wherever that ends up being. But politically, maybe not a bad idea to have your second headquarters outside the nation's capital. They've declined to respond to a comment about the location of their headquarters, but look for them to come up with that pretty soon. I'm sure investors really, really want to know Some of the cities that are in the running still for the second headquarters include Atlanta, Austin, Dallas. You also have Miami, Nashville's in the mix, as well as Montgomery County, Maryland. And Northern Virginia, as we just talked about, is in that mix. You have Raleigh and Washington, D.C. There's no way they could put their second headquarters in Washington, D.C., could they? Well, I guess they're not going to be making anything. They're probably not going to have a huge hub there probably more of a symbolic gesture than anything so maybe they will put it in dc but looks like they're got a couple of places right there in dc in mind for their second headquarters not looking good for some of our southern cities like we said raleigh's in the mix you also have austin atlanta and nashville's there too so be good for any of our southern cities to to get amazon's second headquarters one industry that we don't talk a lot about here on the show because frankly I'm scared to go back on one. I've been on one, and it was not the best of experiences. But cruise lines, do you like to cruise? Well, cruise lines are doing really well from a ticketing standpoint. And Royal Caribbean has invested $250 million in the newly launched Terminal A at Port Miami. And they're having more and more ships come in and out of Port Miami. And I know New Orleans has them. I think Gulfport, Mississippi has cruise ships now, too. And they've started to build out terminals, these cruise lines. And unfortunately, this is something that could affect cruise bookings. Royal Caribbean CEO Richard Fain acknowledged that trade tensions could alter the number of ticket sales and some of the deals worked out between these countries that they go dock in. Thanks to the new terminal in Miami, Royal Caribbean says its bookings are expected to rise from 750,000 to 1.8 million over the course of the next year. Also, Norwegian Cruises has broken ground on a terminal in Port Miami, 
and that is expected to be fully operational by February 2020. So go get on a cruise, making it quite easy for you. And big business, as we see, a lot of people in the South love to hop on those cruise ships. Luckily for us here in the South, we don't have to automatically fly to Miami to catch a cruise ship. For most Southerners, it might be a long haul in a car, but you can still get there. And that's good news compared to the rest of the country that might definitely has to probably fly and then get on a get on a boat, a big old boat, after being in the airplane for a while. Applebee's is doing well. This company that started in Georgia back in 1980, it's turning its business around, and it has cheap cocktails to thank as part of the reason that they're seeing an increase in sales. Applebee's cheap cocktails are driving massive tra traffic to its restaurant. They offer the dollar cocktail. I don't know what exactly that is, but that's what they say is helping bring people into Applebee's around the South and around the country. The company has had four consecutive quarters of positive same-store sales growth since initiating this strategy. And the stock for the parent company, Dine Brands, is up more than 70% since January. It's been a record-setting year for Applebee's. And they're showing no signs of slowing down. Good news there. Unfortunately, I've been in several towns in the South recently where Applebee's has gone out of business. And I know I liked Applebee's as a good option every now and then, and, and I kind of miss them. I hope they come back. Starting in 2017, the company began a campaign for offering a dollar margaritas, dubbed dollaritas, to help bring in younger diners. And those young, younger diners may not normally go to a place like Applebee's, but they also did monthly drink promotions like its Halloween-themed dollar zombie drink, which was garnished with a gummy brain. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> but give them credit for, for trying. Yeah, if you have a business that's not doing so good, you got to put your head in the game and try to come up with a way of making money, and that's what Applebee's appears to be doing. The company plans to have delivery available at a thousand restaurants by the end of 2018 there's another creative thing they're doing delivery applebee's delivery i I'll, i love some of our delivery options especially the bags they bring it in the boxes and stuff that's call me goofy but it's kind of neat to see some places the way they they bring it to you finally to charlotte north carolina and the bank that's based out of there bank of america they're going to give employees making $100,000 or less in annual compensation a one-time cash bonus of $1,000. And cash bonuses will be awarded in the first quarter of 2019. Employees making between $100,000 and $350,000 in annual compensation will receive between 200 and 500 restricted stock units in the first quarter of 2019. Stock awards will be determined based on a compensation tier. Bank of America estimates the incentives will cover about 95% of its roughly 209,000 employees around the globe. Had a boy or at a girl B of A for awarding bonuses and other incentives to 95% of your employees. Good job. Hey, Bank of America, let me get my resume into you right now. Would love to get my couple thousand dollars bonus or some stock or whatever the case may be. Well, that will conclude our Y'all Street Business Report for the week. When we come back in Hour 2, we'll start with a recap of the weekend in sports, both from the NFL and college football. We've got the latest AP rankings for college football to tell you about. 
And we'll hear from Jerry Short to tell our tales from Taco Polo. That's all in hour two of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business. Day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from, or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Hour two of the Monday, y'all. Welcome back to this all-Southern show with your host, John Raw. We've got the teller of tales from Takapola Way coming at you in just a few minutes, and he's got some good stuff. In fact, uh, word is he's going to talk a little politics with us here as we've got the big election day going on tomorrow, and I'm sure many of you listening have already done your early voting, done your patriotic duty. So thank you for doing that and for tuning us in which is also a very patriotic thing to do to listen to the y'all show with john rawl all right we're going to do our weekend review in sports now to start out hour two on a monday and we start off with college football and what i'm going to call saturday was missed opportunity saturday for some teams and i'm looking at you lsu and i'm looking at you kentucky because these two programs both had an opportunity to make a statement and they blew it. They blew their chance. LSU, you got shut out by Alabama. I know you want to compete for a national championship, but you can't score on Alabama for some reason at home. I think it's been a couple of years since they've scored a point or something like that. I, I, know, I know they've just had some frustrating losses to Alabama. So there you have it, Coach O. I was hoping for at least a competitive game. Alabama, are they just that good? Well, they must be because they're the number one team, again, with all 60 of your number one votes in the AP poll. Alabama followed by Clemson. Clemson looked very good once again, demolishing Louisville. 
Bobby Petrino what has gone on with his program. Yeah, 77 to 16 was that final. They almost got 80. And I still remember the biggest number of points I think Clemson's ever scored. I was a kid, and I'll never forget. They beat Wake Forest in the 1981 magical season that they had, and they got a national championship. They won like 82 to 14 or something like that. And I remember I, I actually attended my very first college football game on that day. And I remember coming back from that game, walking in the parking lot, and somebody said, Clemson just got 80-something points against Wake Forest. Or I don't even remember. I don't even know if I knew what, what a Wake Forest was at that age. But I, I just felt 80 points is a lot of points in a ball game. Clemson nearly pulled it off again against an ACC team in Louisville, a team that was very good just two years ago, three years ago. One of the best teams in college football for a while. The wheels have fallen off for Bobby Petrino. Some say he may end up back at Western Kentucky, which he did a good job there. All right, in the AP pool, poll after the Tigers, you've got Notre Dame. Notre Dame stays at number three. Moving up, though, because of the LSU Tigers' demise, no surprise here, Michigan. Did Michigan look impressive in their home win against Penn State? You betcha. You betcha there, Mr. Mr. Yankee. They sure did. Go Big Blue. Is that what they say? Or did they just say Go Blue? Sorry. I apologize, Kentucky fans. You're Big Blue, and I think Michigan says something like Go Blue. Okay, sorry. Enough Big Ten talk. Georgia is number five in the AP poll, followed by Oklahoma. Big win for them in Texas Tech country this past weekend. West Virginia may have had the most thrilling win of anybody this weekend with a almost uh, walk-off touchdown against Texas in Austin. And the Mountaineers with a lot of guts. Dana Holgerson's team decided to go for two. They actually got a two-point conversion on two occasions back-to-back because the first time Texas pulled a little timeout action that was a successful PAT, but the, the reps said, no, 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 they called the timeout. So they had to do it again, and they pulled it off again. Awesome job there by West Virginia. And they're 7-1, and one, and if West Virginia keeps winning, if Oklahoma keeps winning, and they face off in the Big 12 championship, I think one of those has a real chance to play in the college football playoff. So Big 12 fans, you've still got a lot to go f- play for right now. What, what could hurt West Virginia Remember, they had a game scheduled with NC State that got canceled because of Hurricane Florence. So right now, West Virginia is only 7-1 and one in the country. And that missing that extra game could end up being a very big problem for them. But right now, number 7, be interesting to see if they'll be that number or higher in the CFP reveal Tuesday night. Ohio State is at number 8. LSU drops 5 spots to number 9 in the AP poll. And the Washington State Cougars with another win. They're 8-1 and one in the Palouse, and they are in the top 10 again this week. Other teams in the South that are in the top 25, UCF 8-0, and, and they are ranked 11. They dropped two spots this week, even though they got a win. Kentucky is at number 12. They dropped a spot after their loss to Georgia. The Texas Longhorns remain at 15 in the AP poll. Mississippi State moves up to Three spots to 18 after a big home win over Louisiana Tech. The Gators of Florida dropped six spots to 19 after a shellacking at home to the hands of the Missouri Tigers. Also from the south, the NC State Wolfpack are back in the poll at number 22. 
And that'll wrap up your Southern teams in the top 25 poll. The rest are all from the Big Ten or Big 12, like Iowa State's at number 23. They're having a pretty good season there and aims at 5-3 and three overall for the Cyclones right now. Standings-wise, the ACC is still yet to be determined. Clemson's got a big game on the road Saturday. It's actually the best game going this weekend in all of college football. Clemson goes to Boston College. And BC is seven and two overall, but BC's only lost one game in the conference. They're four and one. Clemson at six and zero. Oh. And if BC can somehow pull the upset, look for the Eagles to maybe punch their ticket to the ACC championship from the Atlantic Division. Now the wet, the the coastal division of the ACC is even more of a mess. The Pitt Panthers have the best record. They're four and one, followed by Virginia. Virginia lost a game that they should not have lost this past weekend. And now the Cavaliers sit back with a 4-2 mark as that aforementioned Pitt Panther team went to Charlottesville last week and defeated them in a big game. So good job there by Pitt. The other teams in the ACC Coastal will include Virginia Tech at 3-2 and two, and Georgia Tech with a good win over the weekend. They're at 3-3. Three and three. They went on the road and won at UNC. So that is what's going on in the ACC. As far as the SEC, we know that Georgia and Alabama – are heading to Atlanta. That was determined over the weekend. Sunbelt Conference, it's a race between Troy and Georgia Southern. The Trojans are 5-0. and Georgia Southern is 4-1 and in the conference. Those two teams square off this weekend. It's going to be a great game in the Sunbelt East Division between the Trojans and the Eagles. And the Eagles got shellacked this past weekend when they went to Arkansas State, but now returning home to face off against a very good Troy team that already defeated Nebraska this year. That'll be a fun game to watch in the Sun Belt Conference this weekend. Now to the NFL and Sunday's recap of action. The Bears demolished the Buffalo Bills 41-9. The Browns lost another one as the Chiefs won in Cleveland 37-21. The Dolphins got past New York Jets 13-6. Minnesota over Detroit. Atlanta won in a big way against the Redskins, 38-14. The Panthers all over Tampa Bay, 42-28. Steelers topped the Ravens. The Houston Texans win again, 19-17 over Denver. The Los Angeles Chargers won at Seattle, 25-17. And then the Saints in the late game on Sunday defeated the Rams, 45-35, giving the Rams their first loss of the year. So congratulations, 72 Dolphins. You still have the only perfect record in all of NFL history. And then on the Sunday night game, the New England Patriots, 31-17 over Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Tonight's game features the Tennessee Titans in Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys. The NASCAR circuit, Kevin Harvick wins at Texas on Sunday, and he goes on to the playoff. Final race coming up in two weeks. They'll be in Phoenix this week, and then they'll conclude at Homestead the week after that. And in the world of golf, how about the season and year that Bryson DeChambeau is having? Well, season-wise, he's one for one. They just had their first tournament over the weekend in Las Vegas. But this marked the fourth tournament the former SMU golfer has won in the calendar year of 2018. And he picked up a $1.3 million paycheck after he won in Vegas over the weekend. And he won because he got an eagle on the 16th hole. He putted in from 60 feet off the fringe and got a dramatic win. And this great golfer who does golf his own way, once again getting a victory to start the 2018-19 season of the PGA Tour. Congratulations, Bryce and DeChambeau. That's a rewind of the weekend in sports here on the Y'all Show. Hope you enjoyed that. 
When we come back, Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, well, he always has good stuff to talk about, but I know politics is on his mind as we've got a big election day happening within 24 hours, and he'll tell you his unique perspective, his deep-fried perspective on politics and elections when we come back to the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl. And, of course, on Mondays, we do our little ride down memory lane with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola. And we're back to talk to Jerry right now on the eve of a huge election. And, Jerry, I I know we want to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow and get your early predictions. I know I'm ready to go to Vegas with what you say. Well, um. I may have to make my mind up while we discuss this, but it's so close. It's too close to call, I think. Yeah, but that's the way it's supposed to be. It's really got me worried. But first of all, when you said reminiscing and getting back with a reminiscer, well, you know, what kind of goes around comes around. I was thinking about that before we, before we got into our conversation. 
and uh, I'd, I'd like to just kind of relate this uh, story that kind of came back to haunt me oh. uh, this week. Oh, okay. Uh, back in, uh, oh gosh, back in the 80s uh, at the uh, academy that I helped a lot, I went to a, um, went to Birmingham to a basketball clinic with uh, some of the best coaches in the country. You know, John Wooden was even there. And uh, Eddie Guy from Tennessee then, who was DeVoe. And, and uh, I think no one, was it DeVoe? Uh, anyway, I remember he had four to score, which is what he talked about. That was before the shot clock and you could move the ball around. But that, that wasn't my point. My point went up. We left after a football game on Friday night, and we stopped off on the way to Birmingham at a guy that was a coach in uh, Starville. And he had a um, he had a dairy farm, so we spent the night in his bunkhouse. And he had also had a big old long, wore-out, pasture-driven suburban. And we rode in it because we were going to pick another coach up over in Columbus on our way to uh, Birmingham. So we, were, we had a full load in the suburban, and that night, after the uh, lectures all day, we went for a relaxation up the, up the top of the mountain in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It was held downtown in Birmingham at the Civic Center. And um, so we went uptown and uh, up the top of the mountain. And on the way back down the mountain, we had a coach that was later a head, head basketball coach and a female coach in the SEC at a school and was assisted at two other schools in the Southeastern Conference, had played college basketball and played college baseball. And a real tough guy, didn't want to show any fear at all. So we started coming down that thing. I don't know if you ever saw Bullet with Steve McQueen, but as, as you start down that mountain coming off of Iron Mountain, going down to the bottom down into Birmingham, they've got cross things there by uh, the hospital, St. Vincent Hospital. Yeah. They have crossroads that come through there, and then you go down a road, and you can hit these crossroads, and we come down that thing wide open that night pretty late. As we come down it, we'd hit one of those roads in the middle, and that car would just flatten out and go boom, and sparks would fly out the back. And I was sitting right side back, and I could see this coach that I won't mention his name, <laughs> but he was he was hanging on to the doorknob and the door handle so hard that he had white knuckles, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't dare show any fright at all. So I always wanted to be like him. And we did that seven, eight times. When we got to the bottom, I think his knees almost collapsed when he got out of the suburban. I know we went off a different way, and he sure was glad as me and him went off. He said, I'll never make that ride again, but he didn't say he was scared. So this week, I was working out on my farm, and I got my pickup in a bad situation and couldn't get it out, and I called on And you have a big guy. pickup. I've got a 250 F-250 forward diesel. I mean, you almost have to have a stepladder to get up into it as a, as a grown man. You really do. And you needed an elevator. I had it in such a situation. As I was going up a high hill, it's, it, it was kind of wet. It come a misty rain. And I was hauling gates and hauling posts and stuff. And it slid with me onto the side. And it got in a situation where you couldn't use four-wheel drive. You couldn't use anything you know. It was in a situation where it wouldn't move. I couldn't even get out my doors because it, they were against pine trees. So I had to crawl out the other side, go around and cut the pine trees. Then it almost slid over on me, but it didn't. And I kept on cutting them, and I cut them behind me. 
and where I could try to back down the hill. Well, somehow I got my tie rod caught in between two stumps that I had cut. So I couldn't go forward and I couldn't go backwards. And I was trapped. I called a friend of mine from another town 40 miles away. I said, come pull me out. I'm stuck and it won't be too much longer to dark. Well, he came down and he was pulling me out and he couldn't do it. And we couldn't pull across that stump. It wasn't a big stump, you know, about an eight-inch pine tree stump. So anyway, we, um, we started home, and it was about dark, and it started to rain again. As he turned around, I said, turn your headlights on. He said, oh, my gosh, I forgot this old truck I brought. He brought an old dually ram, low one, to pull me out because it had more power. Mm-hmm. And it had a four-wheel drive, and he had a four in the floor or a five in the floor. And he was going to pull me out, and he didn't, wasn't able to do it. So we didn't have headlights, and we had 40 miles to go. <laughs> and it was well, dark. I, it was dark, and it was raining. And I, it was starting to rain, drizzling. I said, hey, just take your time. If, if we go 10 miles an hour, just get there. be fine with me. But this guy has got a habit, and I didn't I didn't really realize or even think about it. He drives 60 miles an hour in some of the – he'd drive Pike's Peak. At night, 60 miles an hour. And I thought, goodness gracious, after we started, I'm in serious trouble. All I could look and see is one little old uh, line to the right, and I would say, back to the left. Back to the left. You're dropping off the right. Well, I checked about five mailboxes on the way to make sure they didn't have any mail left in them from the day we were so close. His mirror clipped one, his, his West Coast side mirrors. They clipped one. They almost clipped a bridge. I rolled my window up and put my arm back in because I could just see the hide coming off it as the next bridge. Then he gets a phone call, and he stopped. You know, this is like what goes around comes around. I laughed at Coach for what he did. And we stopped in the middle of the road at night in S-curve in high hill country, you know, about 400-foot elevation, dropping down to 200 in the lake bottom. And... He stopped on the hillside and he's checking his phone. And I said, "Hey, you're in the wrong. You're in the you're in the north. You're in the southbound lane. And we're going north." <clears throat> oh, I can't see. I didn't know where I was. Oh, and he pulled over, and he got in the other lane. And we went on down the hill. And he's making the call, going down the hill, went off the road three or four times. I could just feel him whip, whipping back up. I didn't know he had his dog, and he's got a little old white dog. A little white <laughs> dog was in, and I put my hand down beside between me and him and I was going to grab the seat as hard as I could and see if I could get some white knuckles on my left hand. And that dog on dog bit me on the arm till it bled. No way. And yes. I did. What's I the dog's name? Uh, I don't know. Um, my wife might know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't, I, look, the dog was so, so, so confused that he went to make the shelf right after that in his four wheel drive, which by the way, <clears throat> It wouldn't come out of uh, four-wheel drive, and we were flipping RPMs at about 6,000. We should have been doing about 2,500 RPMs on it. And he went to shift, and uh, the dog bit him on the hand <laughs> <laughs> as he grabbed the, grabbed the shift to shift. So we made it on into another little bitty town, and just as we rolled through this other little town, what, it, what the lights would do, they would come on maybe for like, five seconds and then they would go off for like four minutes and as a cop was going in a, in a cafe 
he looked around at us as we come up to a stop sign, and he saw, and the lights come on at that second. I was hoping he'd see us so you he'd were, pull us over. Yeah, you were wanting but to get pulled over. I was wanting to get pulled over, but he didn't see us, so we made it through that. And we pulled on out, and we finally got on a decent highway. We got out of that, out of that hill country around the back of that reservoir. And as we got in that tank, going on the main highway, a trailer truck was coming, a, a 18-wheeler was coming northbound. We were going northbound. He pulled out in front of the doggone thing, and he got out. The guy got out on his horn and liked to blew us off the road, went around us, and he was doing 70 or 75. I said, please, please don't do this. Don't. I know what you're doing. He got right behind it. He got on top of his taillights. I said, I know you're following those taillights at 70 miles an hour, but I'd lost rather get home at 10 miles an hour. And I said, and I wouldn't show fear, but I said, you know, left, right, left, right, keeping him off of that white line on the right. I finally told him, keep your caution lights on. I can see a little bit every now and then. And they were real dim, but I could see a little bit. And then he cut his headlights on just as he was ran off the road. And I said, left. And then he smeared the whole windshield up. And he almost hit another headbound car in the southbound one. Uh, we kept going on up the highway. And we got we were getting pretty close to where I was going to get out in town. I was going to get out. And I said, look, tell you what you do. Stop down here at this place. Then as we come into town to the service station, I'll walk home. Well, it was going to be about a two-mile walk, but I did not care. I was ready for a two-mile walk, if that's what it took to get me out of that truck alive. Oh, no, he whipped in there, and he kept going, and we rolled into downtown. He said, I'm all right here. This is my hometown, small town, 3,500 people. I'm not worried about it. He said, law won't do a thing to me right here. So he said, here we go, busting around it. We went straight through downtown doing 45 miles an hour, but you have no business going 45 miles an hour in the middle of the daytime on Sunday morning. Mm. And we went straight through downtown, and he carried me. He was going to take me home, and he missed the first turn. And I said, hold up. You just missed that turn to go up to my house. It's high on a hill. And he threw it in reverse and backed up, never looked behind him, back straight back. And it was Halloween night. Saw kids on the side. I said, look, uh, there's kids that they're, they're still trick-or-treating. I mean, it's 830, but some are still out of here. And please, you know, and. I, I pleaded with him, but he took me home, and, and he went on home, and he called me. But I can't wait to see that coach and tell him, hey, what goes around goes around because I squeezed my hands till they bled. They didn't turn white knuckly. They bled. Mm. And uh, when I see coach, I, and he lives in Alabama now, but I don't get to see him that often. But when, when I see him, I am going to apologize for ever laughing at what he went through when we come down Iron Mountain, you know, in Birmingham. But, you know, always keep that in mind now. What what you do may come back to bite you. Do you know if your friend made it home in that truck with no light? Yes, I had him call me, and he said it was raining hard when I got here. I backed in the carport with this old truck. I didn't take it to the barn, and I made it in the house. And he's been kind of sick, and. I was worried about that also. <laughs> he might have rabies, and so you, so do you from that dog bite. <laughs> yeah. I think I do because I, I think I've been itching all day. But anyway, that was uh, that was one of those. If, be careful what you say because it may come back to bite you, literally. <laughs> no kidding. So, no kidding. Just kind of what, what happened. Fido got a piece of you on Fido a cra did. crazy ride 
in oh. Takapola country with Jerry Short. Hey, when you talk to Jerry, you just never know what you're going to find out. Well, we're not done talking with Jerry. As we said, tomorrow is a big day across the country and especially across the South with election 2018, the midterm. And we'll get Jerry's take on that and go back in history of the political landscape of the South and what Jerry's thoughts on that is. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent as we will continue our tales from Takapola. At Ulta Beauty, the holidays are all about letting your inner glam shine through at every occasion. So whether you're getting ready to show them who's boss at the office party with pink and berry shades from Urban Decay's new Naked Cherry Palette, or you're getting ready for a mistletoe moment with colorful, kissable lip kits from brands like Tarte, ColourPop, and Anastasia, Ulta Beauty is here to help you shine brighter all season long, from Friendsgiving to New Year's Eve. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. The natural habitat of a creepy doll is a horror movie. It can't help being creepy. It's that small, fixed smile and those never-closing eyes, always watching you, plotting, which you're imagining. It's mindless. But when the creepy doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them easy access to emergency roadside service through an award-winning app, it knows you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. The only question is, how did the creepy doll move from the bedroom to the hallway? I would get out of the house. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com Woo! let's get crazy In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Back we are on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. Our number is 803-816-1170. And you can find us on the World Wide Web 
at y'all.com. With John Raw, this is the show all about the South, and we have the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short, with us now. And, Jerry, happy election 2018 to you, sir. Oh, boy, I hope I can say a happy election about uh, Tuesday night at this time. If I, I'm a little bit worried, I'm concerned. Uh, you know, I don't really want to get real political, but uh, obviously I'm uh, leaning Republican Party 150%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking the other day, when did we, we were all so Democrat in the South. So how did we switch to the Republican Party, which it was over a long period of time, but it seemed like it was overnight because I remember the night that my family did. We were in Memphis watching the uh, Republican, I mean, the Democratic Convention from Los Angeles that year. What year? 1960. Oh, the one that Kennedy was nominated. Mr. Kennedy was from Los Angeles and had Mr. Lyndon Baines Johnson, I think, hanging on his coattail. And and, uh, Kennedy was nominated on that last day of the convention because that was the day we were there watching him TV. Third ballot, I believe, if I go back and forth. But anyway, I was at my cousin's house and his family, and we were all there. And and when they nominated Kennedy, you know, boy, you know, at the time in 1960, I was 14. And at the time, I could I saw, you know, they their faces just well, they just round, and they said, "This is it. This is the last time we will ever vote Democrat." And I didn't understand really what the situation was because. We'd always, everybody was so political back then. We'd have political rallies in the park. We'd have political rallies everywhere. Our grandparents, that's all they thought was politics. And Yeah, but and wasn't, it, wasn't it in the South pretty much just Democrat, though? It was like 100%. I'll tell you, I was living in a town with close to 4,000 people, and I only think we had one Republican family. And that family, uh, in 1960, that gentleman was the postmaster who I would assume got that position, although he was well off and he was kind of rich and he was a friend of uh, uh, the Waltons that founded uh, Walmart. And he, uh, he was, he was a postmaster, but he had a five and Franklin five and dime 10 cent store also. And had plenty of other money from other directions, but he was the postmaster and we'd go by and I'd say, do you know Mr. So-and-so? He's, he's a Republican. And you'd kind of say that under your breath. Like, <laughs> you know, he's a Republican. Yeah, some people might still do that in the South. Yeah, I know they do, I think. Some people say it out too loud also. But anyway, we would we would do that. And, and, I, and I, I know that really, when they changed over, I didn't know which direction they were going. And so, and they did, you know, we had a lot of problems then, and I wouldn't say problems. Let me rephrase that. We had a lot of situations because a Catholic had never been president of the United States, especially one from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't brought up that night when we said we were going to vote Democrat forever. I don't know if it was because he was such a Yankee from Massachusetts mm-hmm. or what the situation was, but I know uh, uh, Kennedy he had later on, he had a, uh, right after that, maybe the next day or two after he was nominated, he gave a speech that, uh, you know, he would not go by what the Pope said. That he would do what the constitution said. 
and he was convincing people and bringing them across, which he pretty much, we were so Democrat then that he carried predominantly all the South except, uh, I hate to say this, but Mississippi and Alabama, and the reason I hate to say it, there was a bird that carried Mississippi. Not an animal bird, a guy by the last name of yeah, Bird. Yeah, a Mr. Bird. Yeah. And I don't remember his first name, but... Uh, he was the governor no, of carried- Mississippi. That's right, he was. When he was the governor of Mississippi, and his running mate was the governor, I think, or no, he was the past governor of South Carolina, and I think the current senator of that state, Strom Thurmond. Now, this, oh, that's right. That, they were the, Thurmond was a Dixiecrat. You know, we had that in, situation. In 48, in 48. But in 60, 48 in 60, Thurmond <laughs> creeps back into the conversation mm-hmm. as a he running mate of this bird guy from Mississippi who's bird slash Thurmond. And they carried and we, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and they got a bunch of votes in Alabama. Probably that helped. Fielding, that was Fielding right. Okay. It was with Thurman in the Dixiecrats. Oh, okay. Who had been a governor of All Mississippi. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Are you talking about well, 48 with Bird? It is pretty confusing because you had so many parties going in so many different directions. Okay. And you had people split so many. You know, that, that pie wouldn't split again. And, and that's kind of what happened it, you know, you always through history, you think, well, Kennedy was really elected by a hundred something thousand votes from a cemetery in Chicago. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of an urban legend on mm-hmm. Kennedy getting elected. But, you know, if you really look at it, those unpledged uh, electoral college votes that he lost in Mississippi and Alabama and one or two in Oklahoma probably gave him the election. If if Over those Nixon. had gone to the Republican, in this case, in right. 1960, Nixon, then Nixon would have been the president. Nixon would have won in 1960. I know. And Nixon was a lot more qualified, but he didn't have the charisma. And I remember those, uh, like they were yesterday, I remember those debates. And and Nixon looked out of place, and he looked stone-faced, and, and Kennedy was just all bubbly. And it was almost... Uh, like some of the Democrats we have today, how they have a way of uh, showing what I don't necessarily believe, but they're pretty doggone good at it. So anyways, I got to thinking about all this stuff. I guess, you know, the solid South, you've heard that phrase probably all your life. And if we, if we throw the solid South in, the solid South was Democrat. And the solid South also included like, I think Maryland even, and Missouri, and uh, Oklahoma, states that wasn't necessarily Confederate states, but there was a solid South block. And as it went on, and then as it started, some things started happening, and you hate to throw segregation and and anti-segregation and everything in there, but that's kind of what started driving the South more to the Republican Party, because the Republican Party was a lot more conservative than the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, especially under LBJ, and even before that, I think under Harry Truman, they uh, uh, integrated the Army, and they gave away a, a few freebies also that Southerners didn't appreciate. They had some programs that Southerners didn't appreciate. Even though a lot of them went to XGIs, they were still thrown in that way, you know, through them. 
and then is is um, if you look back, is um, uh, uh, who who took who came in next? Um, gosh, Eisenhower. Uh, all right, yeah, I. Right. Uh, I like Ike. Ike came in, and you know, Ike didn't do a lot. I don't think Ike was – he didn't want to get into that political play on that thing. And, you know, we the situation in Little Rock happened under his administration. However, that would have probably happened. That was a court order that they carried out, kind of like Kennedy carried the court order out at the University of Mississippi. The only problem is the University of Mississippi overkilled a little bit. They – Put about 33,000 troops in a town of 700 and a student body of 5,000. I mean, 7,000 and 5,000. You throw about 12,000 people and you put that many in, and now you're worried about putting 12,000 on the uh, U.S. Mexican border to stop a, what I'm considering an invasion. And I know a lot of people think that that's probably okay, that we should go ahead and, and do it the right way. But I think a tent city was. Is, is not going to please many people, but it never did bother the army when they would put me in a tent city in a desert. You know, they would call it the Hilton. Really? And it would be a shelter half that you would button up with somebody else. And you'd say, well, you're going over to the Hilton? And, uh, and of course, when my daddy got out of World War II on the farm, we lived in a big tent. And um, uh, had a bed in it and had hardwood flooring and raised it up. I lived in that for seven, eight, nine months. I don't know how many as a baby. So a tent's not going to hurt you uh, unless it messes you up uh, mentally like it has me, maybe. But otherwise, it's not going to hurt you. But going back to, you know, all that rigmarole, everything that went on, and then when you had the next the next thing I really remember that really I felt like kind of hurt was the 68 when they uh, Democrat in Chicago, they had rights and they had everything. They had those hippies and just, it was unbelievable what went on in Chicago at the democratic convention in 68. So they would, they refused to seat the Mississippi delegation because they said that they didn't give blacks a chance to be delegates. So they refused to seat us or, or Mississippi. Um, however you want to phrase that. But that, that was a thing that kind of turned Mississippi. However, if you look back at it, when we're looking at that was more on a national scene. You know, we voted more Republican in the South in that, in that solid Southern block on a national scene for Republicans. Locally, they stayed Democrat. I had a lot of arguments with my mother's mother about that. She was a Jimmy Carter fan. Obviously, I was not. And then when Mr. When President Reagan came in, I'd worked really hard on President Reagan's campaign. And when he came in, she uh, just called him that actor. And so we'd get, in a few, we'd get in a few arguments about that. But she finally came around before she died at 93 or 4. And, uh, but, you know, once a, once a yellow dog Democrat, it was hard to change him. So if you ran locally, you had to run as a Democrat in the Southeast to get elected local. And I don't care if it was for dog catcher, if it was for mayor, or if it was a, any, any state office, if it was a state legislature or a state Senate, you had to have that D in front of you or you would not get elected. Huh. And that all changed maybe 
Oh, with Reagan, I guess on a, you know, it kind of really started changing then. I know uh, some places, Jerry, it hadn't changed. I mean, there's places no, today it still that, that's a Republican Republican mindset. Republicans are still probably the party that wins the presidential election, but on the local right. level, Democrats win. Well, and it's evolved in today where it's nothing racial. I don't think about. It. I think everything about it is more the conservatism of the Republican platform bumped against the liberalism of the doggone Democratic platform. Well, I don't want to call it racism, but I, I can't help but think race is the predominant reason that a lot of people vote. And if you well, don't, it obviously is. I mean, if you don't believe me, look at the statistics from the 2016 election where 98% of black women, 98% voted for Hillary Clinton. And blacks in general... It was in the 90s, but 98%. And obviously, you can't say that it's that way with the white vote because you couldn't be electing Obama. And you couldn't be electing these, uh, some of these people that get elected. And I don't think that lady would be running near as strong in Georgia as she's running. Right. If, if you were blaming white people. And what about Florida? Mm. You know, we've got a guy that's the mayor of Tallahassee that's Right there, even in even Stephen, and maybe ahead by a couple percent points on the polls. I'm glad I don't put a lot of faith in those polls, but it puts enough in you to give you some worry. And uh, so we'll all know. Uh, Real soon. Real this soon. Time but too soon. but the, the point is, as a guy who's a, a fan of history like you are, I also love history. And this whole divide, I know people like to make a big deal out of. We're so divided in this country, and and we'll never yeah. be healed and all that. Well, they probably are right, but guess what, fans? We've been divided as a country since we we began this thing called a democracy. And we're nowhere close to a civil war. We've seen one of those happen when we just couldn't get along. And so I think we need to come off the the ledge sometimes if you listen to the pundits. And, yeah, it's not perfect out there. But we still have a long way to go till we get to a nuclear situation in the well American democracy. Well said. I, you, you would have to run around with a big R on your shirt or a big D for us to ever have any kind of conflict uh, as far as a physical conflict goes like that. Now, I, now will, can, I will say that I think we have devolved to a point that most Republicans – and most Democrats really don't want to associate with each other. We we really just kind of know where we are. We go to our corners, and we yeah. don't really intersect very often. Now, we but do have a sizable right. independent group, and those people, I guess, are free agents, can go to either either corner. But, yeah, but, but I know generally Democrats, I mean, I see it online all the time. If, you're, if you like Trump, they don't want to have anything to do with you, and I'm sure and the, that reverse happens all the time, too. Well, it does with me and a friend of mine, a real good friend. He's been a friend since high school. He played college football. He's a doctor. And I'll have to say every now and then we'll be talking. We talk a good bit as he travels. And I'll say, now, look, let's just don't talk politics. Or we, something's going to happen to our friendship because we're too far apart. You're, 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 you're watching a different uh, network than I'm watching. And I'm getting a different side of a viewpoint than you're getting. And it's you're believing what you're listening to, and I feel like I've got an open mind on mine, but uh, maybe, maybe I don't. But I know you don't because 
you're, what you're telling me doesn't make any common sense. He's telling me about uh, worried about the people in that convoy, hoping they're not treated bad when they get in the United States. And he believes in open borders. And, and I'll just have to tell him to stop or we won't be, you know, we won't be friends. Huh. And you hate to say that, but, you know, when you've been friends for 70 years, well, not quite that long with him, 60 years or so, you know, you hate to say things like that, but doggone it is true. No, that's and not the same right. guy with a dog in his truck, is it? <laughs> no, he's more conservative than I am, if that's possible. I think <laughs> he, he, if he was in really great health, I believe he would leave the country if we lose this election. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, obviously that dog must be a raging liberal because that dog oh. took out its vengeance <laughs> on you and its uh, master this week. And I hope you don't have rabies, Jerry. We need you here on the Y'all Show. I appreciate that. I you may not need me next week if this thing doesn't go just exactly like I want it to. But uh, I'm holding my breath and I'm praying for it. And, and uh, I'm thankful for Trump. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I put my political side out there a little bit. But uh, so hey, be either you, you know, like him or you don't. And half the country loves him and half the people think he's terrible. And, and those who like him know that with Trump, He's his own worst enemy. So imagine if he wasn't his own worst enemy, how much better things would be. But, hey, he's done what nobody thought he could possibly do. So who's to say what's going to happen? Jerry Short, thank you very much. Thank you, and I, I hope everything goes well. And we'll just hold our breath through the week and see what happens. All right, and stay away from Fido. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show for today. Hope you all had a good time hearing from Jerry Short. And again, tomorrow, it's all going to get determined, Election Day 2018. And we'll have the preview on Tuesday show and a full wrap-up on Wednesday of this week when we cover politics here on the show all about the South. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. 
Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from, or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY.